everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. I'm Catherine. And this week, I've been so distraught about Connor getting kicked off the Bachelorette that I just need to bring our wives on for some emotional stability. <laughs> wow, coming out the gates hot here. Okay. Um, yeah, emotional stability is what we're going to talk about this week because we're talking about everyone's favorite uh, center. USA player extraordinaire. That was awkward, but I'm going for it. <laughs> I think you're supposed to end that sentence with his name, too, because oh, right. we could be talking about anybody right now. Could I? Could we? No, we're not. That, that's fair. But for the record, we are talking about one very thick, as one tweet described, and that we'll talk about later, Kenny Lofton Jr. Yes. Junior, our boy. Our boy. Our yes. gold medalist. We've been telling y'all, and by we, I mean me and Catherine, we've been telling y'all from the beginning. Yes, we have. Yeah. Catherine, my wife, not really a tech fan, but number one Junior Lofton fan possibly in our household, uh, which is saying something because I love the guy. I don't think possibly. I think like, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, same goes over here. Yeah. And after his great season with Louisiana Tech, Ray won over our hearts and minds and and other organs probably he joined the usa under 19 team and headed off to what country was it that it played again latvia latvia and yes home of winston bishop's fictional basketball career and new girl also home of real basketball I thought it was those made up marvel countries <laughs> <laughs> oh man shout out baltic states <laughs> <laughs> there's too many of them it's hard to keep track yeah, the FIBA U19, so under 19, so people who are, I think it's 19 and under, but Matt would correct me quickly because that's a big thing in soccer. The World Cup for men was in Latvia. Originally, the big deal, though, was that Lofton got an invite to camp, which seemed like a pretty big deal. I mean, he kind of showed us what he could do at Tech, but just being selected to be a possibility for the USA team seems like a pretty big deal. How old is he? I think he's 18. Okay. Um, I'm not sure when his birthday is, but... A uh, quick search of LaTexSports.com should give me that information. Um, 14, 2002. Oh, my God. Oh, oh Jesus God. Christ. And he's 18. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I feel really old. Man. Okay, so he turns 19. So he is true under 19. That is amazing. He played his entire first year, you know, winning awards, right? Third team all-conference, freshman of the year in the conference. All of that as an 18-year-old. Wow. I mean, yeah. And gold medalist, too. Not many people and can gold say medalist. That. Yeah, skipping to the end there. But yeah. I mean, um, I think the, the main thing is that we, we talked about earlier, or we've talked about off the show, about y'all's love for Junior Lofton. And I, a lot of times it's just been, he's fun to watch. But what is it about him that really kind of, Catherine, in your instance, makes you a tech fan for the moment to root for him? You know, I can't, like, I can't explain it. Like, the first time Evan was like, you should watch this this game or whatever. And then I was like, who is this adorable person <laughs> on the screen? <laughs> and he's just, one, he's, I mean, like, it's really amazing to just watch him play because he's really freaking good. But then also he's just kind of fun to watch because he's very, I don't know, he looks like he really enjoys it. So it's, like, fun to watch him do what yeah and and i'll say too like one time um during the season i believe it was the first time he dunked 
Catherine just happened to ask me like, oh, are you watching tech? And has my boy done anything? And I was like, yeah, get in here right now. And I'll like rewind <laughs> this ESPN plus or whatever. To and show then you I watched it five more times on Twitter after the video was posted. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, it was like, at first it was like, oh, she, you know, she's saying like, this guy's, this guy's adorable or whatever. But then she was like, actually a fan of like watching him play, which was cool because what, I mean, like you said, he is just so like, it. it's like, he's just completely dominant on the floor in ways that you don't like necessarily expect, especially as somebody who's maybe more into basketball than, than Catherine is, um, not to, to not to put her on blast here, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's an older style, right? It's that bully ball inside it. He's, he's not afraid of a guy that's six inches taller than him. He's not afraid to go, you know, to go get the ball on a rebound, um, or to, to, you know, challenge three, three dudes inside to put up a layup. Like, and that's just fun to watch, even if you don't really care about any of what I just said. Like, just watching that happen is infectious, especially when he has a smile on his face the whole time. Yeah, Courtney, does that track with what? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I'm more of a tech fan because I went to tech, did, you know, bop and have always been like a sports fan. Basketball is one of the sports that I definitely do not follow as closely, but Kenny Lofton made me like change that around to where basketball was one of my favorite sports to watch this year actually um he's fun to watch i mean he he makes himself known on the court and he i mean he plays like this is not his first year in college he's put up the numbers to back that up and i think another reason why i probably like i don't know i get really mad seeing all the flack on twitter like about different things like whether it's anything that Matt has to say or anything related to weight (laughs) or stature, like it pisses me off because I'm like, what does he have to do to get like, what else do you want? Like to think that he is like, he is the shit. Like he just won a gold medal. Are you going to stop now? Like he's the real deal. Yeah. And and my thing mostly is just his moves, the way he moves like butter, like the post moves. It just, makes everyone else look stupid where it's, what are you doing? That should be a defensible shot. He's not taller than everybody yet. Somehow he's always able when he gets the ball down low to put it up and it's a good shot every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said earlier, Evan, the old school way of playing. Um, and there's effort there too. A lot of times when I watch NBA games, half the time it looks like there's not really effort being put on display, which might actually be a good thing. Cause it means that they're able to do all this and they don't even have to try, but often you see the determination, you see the, the skill, and the desire to put the basketball in the hoop. And that just makes it so much fun to watch. So I've heard the term bully ball shoved around before. And I think Evan just said it too. What exactly does that mean? Question. I mean, in terms of the way Lofton plays, just to ex- like explain it with, you know, something we're all super familiar with, like he makes contact with the defender, right? He initiates like he will he will body a guy up. So a guy's standing like with his arms up trying to get in his way. And he's not afraid to go in and like bump chests with that dude. And like, yeah, it might be considered a foul to some referees. Right. And if you go too far, it may be a foul. But like he he's going to take up his space on the court. And if you get in his way, like that's your problem. You know, like that's not that's not his problem to get around you. That's your problem to get out of his way, basically, is is how I would um, talk about that. And obviously, there's a lot of nuance to his game. He used to be a point guard um, back in high school before he like shot up in height. Right. And so he kind of moves that way. You can still see that those instincts when he finishes buckets as well. So 
it's not all bully ball. It's not just like, you know, the seven foot super muscular dude out there, like out, out muscling and out hiding everyone. But um, I think that's what makes this game so compelling is that it's like part pure like bully, like he's going to take his space. But then there's also this like finesse to it. I don't know if that answers your question at all. No, that makes sense. Like, that's <laughs> kind of what I thought. Like, I mean, it, the name Bully Ball kind of like gives away what exactly it is. But I just right. wanted to make sure that I was tracking that correctly. Yeah, my, that my answer was going to be he's a bully with the ball. <laughs> You're not getting the ball from him and he's going to score on you and take your Thank lunch you. money. So he's not a bulldog with the ball. Because, I mean, bully <laughs> could be a cute phrase for bulldog. Yeah. Bulldog, but yeah. also, Yes. Not they're holding dudes upside down, like shaking their money out of their pockets. <laughs> well, yes, but no. Um, I think that's a foul. I'm not sure if it's in the rule book <laughs> anywhere, but. <laughs> what comes to mind for me is that play from the NIT. I don't remember. I think it was against Ole Miss where he like straight elbowed a dude in the face. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he elbowed a dude in the face. They initially called a foul on on Lofton. But then it turned out that the guy did not give him his like his space. Right. And so the defender was like in his room to make a basketball move or something. And Lofton was just turning and he happened to elbow the dude in the head, which sucks for that dude, obviously. But um, exactly what I'm saying, you know, like it, it, it's not his problem that you're in his way. Right. You're That's, in his personal space. Back up, right. bud. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I do remember that. And that just points to smart basketball, too. I mean, the the foul situation, and one of the things he talked about about going to the this World Cup competition is that you're playing with FIBA rules. And so that's not exactly the same as college basketball, and it's a little more old school, even though college basketball is more old school than the NBA is, where traveling isn't even really a thing. <laughs> um, so it, it was a, a difficulty starting out for him to try to get understanding of those rules, play by a different set of rules and everything like that. But he still found a way to do it and become effective and not have to worry about fouls later in games too. Um, and by being a bully, a lot of times you can find yourself in foul trouble, but that wasn't really an issue for him. I say that while also looking at the the seven-game uh, combined box score and seeing he had the most personal fouls of anyone on the team with 18. <laughs> but, I mean, that's also just a consequence of playing down low. Yeah, I wonder how many fouls he drew, too, though. So that that's a question um, that probably we don't have the answer to. But um, just from the little bit of this tournament that I watched, like nobody knew how to handle him. Right. And that's just we've seen that all year in Conference USA. And we'll hopefully see that for the next two or three years in Conference USA as well. Sure hope so. Yeah. So before all the success with the team, first, he had to make the team, like we said earlier, uh, Evan, how did that go for him at the beginning? Yeah, so he got invited to uh, the USA basketball under-19 training camp, which was actually right up the road here from us in Fort Worth. And I'm getting some side-eye from the wife that I did not know that it was in Fort Worth. Um, but what kind anyway, of tech got fan in... are you? <laughs> what kind of Kenny Lofton Jr. fan are you? Yeah. Also, Fair everything's enough. in Fort Worth. You had to know it was in Fort Worth. <laughs> I, I guess so. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got invited back in early May, uh, one of 25 or 26 athletes to um, to get an invite to this training camp. And of course, the uh, roster to go to Latvia was only 11 players, I believe. So maybe 12. Um, so Lofton had his work cut out for him. And, you know, he had to prove himself among 
some of the top high school recruits coming in this year and also some really, really good players who just finished up their freshman campaigns in college basketball, um, just like he did. But ultimately, you know, we kind of watched along uh, with the tweets as he made the first cut and then the second cut. And then um, he was named a, a member of the team. And, you know, got ready for not only his first trip to Latvia, but his first trip outside of the country anywhere. Um, So really, really cool for him to get that experience just like as a person, not, you know, let alone a basketball player. But, um, you know, the coaching staff, I think, was pretty high on his play, obviously. Um, But he he really impressed a lot of the coaches there. It was, um, you know, five or six college head coaches were on the staff, including the head coach from Purdue, the head coach from North Texas, who was, of course, already very familiar with his particular brand. Oh, this guy. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Wait, he's on our side. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, ultimately, he he made that trip to Latvia starting at the end of June and, uh, you know, got to go play for the country. So he as the uh, the article says here, he traded in his Louisiana Tech red and blue for a different kind of red and blue. Um, I don't know how I feel about that opening to an article, but what a like experience for your first trip to be out of the country to represent. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. Like in and, a great way. Yeah, and crazy. like you, and you see like spoiler alert, but you see the the picture of him at the end, like wearing the flag, you know, holding the trophy, and it's like, man, that's really freaking cool. Also, just Google searching because I've never we talked earlier about how is Latvia even a real place. It looks pretty nice on Google. It feels like you could definitely pick a worse place for your your first vacation outside of the country. Not working vacation, I guess, outside of the country. What city was it in? Was it in Riga? Is that the uh, good? Qu- yeah, Riga is where I have on the box scores. I mean, I okay. feel like a lot of people just learned that Latvia is a place, and now you're talking about specific cities. It sounds like a yeah. lot. To Wait, ask. they have cities there? Aren't you the history major? History, not, not geography. geography major. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Well, I'm also a history major. And history. No, that I was, I was adding Evan, not Catherine. <laughs> oh well, Catherine was also a history major. So I know. I was you can't throw shade without catching someone else <laughs> in the crossfire. Always <laughs> throwing shade at Evan. Yeah, no, no. This city looks pretty cool. I hope they got to do some sightseeing. There's some like really cool looking old buildings and stuff. Um, I got a statue I, holding up three stars. Don't know what yeah. that's about, but that's cool. That is cool. It looks like I guess Lofton may have been one of those stars. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of stars, Lofton. <laughs> Solid transition. Right. Transition <laughs> off the thing where I also called him a star. <laughs> I was transitioning off your transition. It's, you know, cut out Nathan's a, transition because Evans was better. <laughs> we've run a really professional operation here. Um, so, yeah, Nathan, how did he do in this? Uh, so I believe the tournament was set up in group play and then um, and then the winners of group stages got into a bracket style playoff. Right. We don't need to really go into that. But how did he do in these group stage games, the early, early games here? Early on, he kind of had to find his footing. He wasn't the dominant player he was towards the end of the tournament at the beginning. He was still good. He still made an impact, but he wasn't the leading guy through most of it. In the first game, he only played 12 minutes and only scored a couple of buckets and committed three fouls, which may have been part of the reason why he didn't see the floor as much in that game. But that was in a 83-54 to 54 victory over the, the country and not the animal of Turkey. Uh, after that, they played Mali. Won that game 152 this time. He took another step forward 18 minutes this time. 
uh, shot six shots and made four of them and also six of nine had to point that out from the free throw line. Nice. The box scores, nice. the official box scores do not say the number of points scored. They make you do the math by showing you their field goal <laughs> shots made and their three point shots made and make you do math and subtraction to figure all that out. So that's a little disappointing. Um, You're almost a math major. Yeah. I, yeah. I was a class away from a math minor. I'm, that one class is what's holding me back right now. Uh, it was the third game that that was really the the coming out of Kenny Lofton Jr. abroad. In the third game where they played Australia, they won the game 87 to 66. But Lofton played 21 minutes, shot the ball seven times, and made six of them. So 12 points plus the four free throws that he made as well. So 16 points on the night. And that might have led the team in scoring. It's hard to tell because they don't rank things by scoring, but he made a huge impact in that game. Yeah, he was tied with uh, with Mike Miles um, with also 16 points there in that game. Um, and yeah, I mean, the USA kind of ran through the group stage, so it's hard to say that like Lofton had a, an outsized impact or anything on on those games because they weren't really close. Um but if you look at the minutes played, I mean, he kind of he kind of steadily went up, right? He started with 12 and then 18 and then 21 in those in those three games. So um, nice to see the coaches like noticing that he was playing well. Right. Yeah. Good for them. Took them long enough. Yeah. And then 4-0 USA got to play 0-4 South Korea. And it went about as bad as those records would suggest. United States won 133 to 60. Oh, God, that's That's very brutal. (laughs) Rest in peace, Josh and Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're half half South Korean. For those who don't know, they're they're half USA, half South Korea. So that's that's a that's an inside baseball GTPD joke there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You have the insider information. Matt's not on. So I had to bring the race card up. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, that's um, what we're missing. <laughs> yeah, we're missing that edge. Yeah. Um, Lofton in this game against South Korea, 15 minutes played, seven shots made of eight from the floor. Not a single trip to the charity stripe, which, I mean, he's a tech player after all, so that's probably a good thing. Ends the night as another one of the USA's largest performers, but they won- they scored 133 points. Pretty much everyone on this team was a big performer in this one. Yeah. I believe game five is where we enter bracket play because um, I believe there are quarterfinals. I and think semifinals the South and then, Korea game was also. It may have been. I think so. But well, anyway. I feel like that would make sense if, yeah, if we're playing somebody with an 0-4 record. Yeah, you match them I, up. I guess, yeah. I guess everybody made it to the bracket, maybe. I, I didn't pay super close attention to the structure of this, but but yeah, who's who's this next game against? I, this next team that the United States had to face on the 9th of July was Senegal. Okay. Ooh. Another country I have to Google to make sure is real. It's in West Africa, yeah. apparently. Yeah, no, oh, it's a real okay. country. Yeah, I, 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 sure, I didn't think that they were playing a joke on us by having us play a fake country <laughs> in the World Cup. But you never know, actually, now that I think about it. United States won this one by, only by 30 instead of, what was it, 130 in the previous game. Mm. Uh, 88 to 58. Lofton in this game, 17 minutes played, one free throw made and one attempt. Proud on him for that one. Also five of eight from the floor. So a pretty good night from him. Uh, but I still think his best is yet to come in this tournament. There's more? 
But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. The semifinals against our neighbors to the north and a pretty cool hat, Canada. A. <laughs> this game was close and it was two undefeated teams coming into it. Both the United States and Canada were both 5-0 and in the tournament heading into this round, uh, which also I think kind of makes a lot of sense because this bracket was made up of a lot of not-so-great teams that really got outmatched by the United States, so it makes sense that there's another team that's at that level. Uh, Canada gave the United States their first real challenge, but Lofton this game played the most he had all season, all, all bracket, 21 minutes played, 6 of 9 from the field, nice. He shot a three-pointer, but he? missed it. But oh my god. It. That is literally <laughs> like my dream is I just want to watch him make a three-point shot. I he can't have to go tell find you this how game many replay. I can't tell you how many times I've been like I just want it's, it to happen. It's probably on YouTube but without the box score to or the play-by-play to tell us like where it happened but anyway, she literally like sat with me and watched a game we were blowing out some team. I don't remember which one. And Lofton like had the ball at the three point line I just wanted it. and like thought about it. He like he... <laughs> he like like tangibly thought about it. You could see his like the thought bubble above his head being like, should I do it? Because we're up by like 30 points or something. And Catherine like grabbed my leg and was like, is he going to do it? And then he just pissed the ball to somebody really else to do it. If you're listening to this, all I want in this world is for you to make a three point shot while I'm watching. Kind of like enough. text you ahead of time, be it, hey, are you watching? But pull up. <laughs> exactly. Mid game, okay. well, run to the sideline. She just has to watch every game. Tweet GTPDD so Evan could come get me. <laughs> this seems pretty reasonable. We have access to talk to the coach, <laughs> get this to happen. <laughs> Nathan, you got, uh, like, what was it, like press passes one time, right? So, yeah, you, yeah. you got that access. Yeah. So, if we play the University of Delaware, I know a guy. <laughs> Shout out Blue Hens. Um, yeah. Joe Flacco yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. I forget. Yeah, he did go there. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I went off on the three-point shot. I just yes, you, really wanted to You happen. definitely caused us to mention Joe Flacco. I'm sorry. That's, that's what just happened, yes. We have never mentioned Joe Flacco without you being on the podcast, so therefore... Um, <laughs> it's now tradition. So um, how did this game with Canada end up, though? Because I don't think we finished that out. Yeah, got a little distracted by geography. The United States won 92-86. to 86. It makes sense, again, because we kind of spoiled the fact that they won the gold medal. Um, and this was the semifinal round. But, yeah, again, to say Lofton's line, we said it a few minutes ago, but 6 of 9 from the floor, missed a 3-pointer, 4 of 5 from the charity stripe, 21 minutes played, and 3 fouls committed. That's a good night from your big. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it really just shows. I mean, he's in double digits, I think, in all of these games we've read out, except the first one, right? Again, yeah, math, but I think so. I believe so. So that set up, that win over Canada, set up a championship match against France, who, were they undefeated? Do you have that ready? I don't no, know. No, they actually lost a game earlier in the tournament. I couldn't tell you who, but they lost a game. Okay. <laughs> but France, turns out, was headlined by one of the best players under 19 players in the world who of course we hadn't heard of because we're American people who kind of follow basketball. But uh, Nathan, you want to try his name since you're the name butcherer on our podcast? Yeah. Got to wear that badge proudly. Yeah. A French player that we were the most scared of heading into this game. And for good reason, Victor Wembanyama. That's actually kind of fun to say. Apparently his nickname is Wemby. 
um, according to this mm-hmm. tweet. But he is supposedly going to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft in like 2023. So look out for that name. We told you here first. Um, however, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. is not afraid of number one overall future French NBA draft picks. So especially when Wemby. Yeah, Wemby's not exactly a uh, a uh, intimidating name. Wemby, Wemby, Wemby. Hefty, hefty, hefty. And hefty is Lofton. It doesn't really fit the rhyme. I wish his last name was Hefty. But Lofton Jr. on the night, 7 of 12 from the field. Did not attempt a three-pointer in this one, sadly. But 2 of 5 from the free throw line, 16 points scored in 25 minutes played. Those 16 points, by the way, um, I'm trying to double check because I think I remember seeing somewhere on Twitter, he only had one point in the first half and America was down. Yeah, the USA was actually down at halftime, 42 to 37. And like you said, Kenneth Lofton Jr. did not really make a a big impact in the first half. Um, I don't know how many minutes he played in the first half, but like you said, he ends up with 25 in the game. So um, I believe he played like the last 13 or 14 minutes in a row in this game because, um, as we'll talk about, his play kind of made it to where the coaches could not take him out of the game. When a guy is as hot as Lofton was throughout this tournament, it's just a matter of time till he explodes again. And the second half is really when he exploded and scored those 15 points. And again, the Americans only won by two. This yeah. isn't the, the like space jam where you're blowing everyone out of the water. This is legitimately <laughs> good competition that you're playing here in these final couple of rounds. And well, I thought you were going to say like when the Looney Tunes just start playing basketball. Okay. <laughs> Um, he comes out in the third quarter and scores the first two buckets for Team USA, which, you know, that that gets us right back going, you know, start out with some offense um, through the post. And that's that's what you're looking for if you're that, you know, six college coach coaching staff that we brought to Latvia with us. But um, it was really towards the end of that third quarter that Junior took over the game. Um, the USA was down 58 to 50, which was the largest deficit of the game with about two minutes left um, in that third quarter. And Junior went in for two, um, you know, post plays where he kind of splits the defense on one of them. And then he just like like we talked about earlier, bullies somebody inside. I, I believe it was that um, Wemby guy um, who often just basically said, I- I'm not afraid of you, dude. Right. Like. <laughs> And then he assists on a three pointer. So that's like three straight plays that are that are Lofton centric. And all of a sudden the game's tied 59 all. So, you know, great stuff from Lofton. And like I said, after that stretch right there, the coaches did not take him out for the fourth uh, quarter at all. At least that I see here. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, how could you with how he's playing and how he basketball is a team game. It's very rarely one person who decides if a team wins, especially when they're kind of coming from behind like the uh, United States did in the second half of this game. But it seems pretty obvious to me that the USA would not have won this game had it not been for Kenneth Lofton. Yeah, definitely. And and even even further in that fourth quarter, I mean, he the article I'm I've got pulled up here says he played, quote, almost the entire final 10 minutes of the game. So I guess maybe he came out at one point. but. Um, He scored seven points and three rebounds just in that fourth quarter alone. And really the biggest part came when he had a steal um, on France's point guard. 
out on the perimeter, which we saw a bunch of times with Tech. And so, like, we'll talk about this in a minute, but anybody saying that this was surprising, like, go watch any highlight clips of this dude on YouTube because or or on Tech's Twitter account, because, like, we saw this stuff all season where the point guards out at the perimeter trying to get past him and he just says, nope, and just pokes his hand in there, kind of Speedy Smith-esque. And just says, nope, except Speedy was like, what, five, six. <laughs> and <laughs> Kenneth Lofton Jr. is uh, six, seven, I think. So six, eight, maybe. Six, but, seven, um, according to Google. Yeah. yeah. So so he he picks that guy's pocket, which leads to a dunk on the other end. And all of a sudden, the USA is up 81 to 76 with like two minutes left to go. So, I mean, he he his play down the stretch, like you said, Nathan, I mean, he wanted that gold medal and he went and got it. Right. He also had an offensive rebound in the final seconds that yes that helped put the game yeah, away. Yeah, that was a good play. I like watched. I saw that clip and was like, "Oh my god!" Like that's what saved it from going into like potential overtime. Yeah, and it it was one of those plays where you're talking about like two guys just just fighting for the basketball, and he just won that fight. Right? It, it wasn't like it went straight to him and he just caught it. Like no, he went up and got the ball. Like. It's a very impressive play, especially with the game on the line. Um, you're only up two points with time uh, ticking down. So, um, yeah, I mean, he he won this game for the USA. I, it's a team sport, right? But his play down the stretch is the difference. And that's what it kind of bothers me that he wasn't even included on the tournament MVP ballot. Oh, don't get me started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how do they decide that kind of thing? To me, I think it's predetermined. He ended up leading the team in scoring and had the highest field goal percentage of anybody in the World Cup. Like, you didn't think that he may or may not, like, or just may be a candidate for MVP? Again, I don't know what else he has to, or like, do or prove. Yeah, and uh, like you said, Nathan, it's probably predetermined how who was on that list, but, like, uh, change change the list i don't know like what <laughs> this how, is dumb why are we doing this like yeah. until this moment i didn't realize he had the highest field goal percent of anyone in the entire world cup like i thought that was on that team and then i was like oh no wait let me take a double take that's for the entire like the whole shebang yeah he shot he sh- he scored 13.1 points per game shot 65 percent from the field um which led Team USA for the entire tournament in both categories. And then he ranked second in rebounds per game with 5.3 and efficiency per game with uh, 15, which I believe that's plus minus. Is that right? That means when he was on the court, USA averaged uh, 15 more points than the opponent scored while he was on the court. So, yeah. (laughs) it's pretty good. Hashtag my MVP. This tech article here says the bulldog played like a bulldog. And even though he didn't win MVP, he played like an MVP. So like tech is mad about it too. So, Hey, if, if As they should be, yeah, no. And As anyone should keep be this chip on, on junior shoulder. I'm down. Like if, <laughs> if that's what motivates him, like Put not being some respect MVP, on his name. Yeah. Kane McGuire is the guy who writes these articles, at least for the basketball program. And actually when I was at Delaware, I got to meet him. And uh, I've never seen him throw shade in an article before, but this feels a lot like shade being thrown at the U.S. for not giving him the MVP. Or I'd support it. Yeah. 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 That I'll, came I'll die on that hill. I'm still mad that I can't find a full game of the France-USA game and, and tr- watch him try to hit a three-pointer because I'm just excited to watch that. I want to find it somewhere. 
All right, so that's a lot about talking about Junior and the USA team. But again, remember the Bulldog is a Bulldog. And so he'll be back with Louisiana Tech this upcoming season. And I see La Tech Hoops Twitter already trying to sell season tickets off of the gold medal success. What are we hey. most excited for? Is it just to see him play? Shoot your shot, La Tech Hoops. I mean, I mean we'll buy those season tickets. <laughs> we I would if I wasn't in D.C. Hey, don't don't write a check. You're not willing to cash. I'm here. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, we've never, as a program, we've never put anybody on this specific U19, um, USA team. So yeah, shoot your shot. I mean, we just had arguably the MVP of the team, even though it went to that, uh, that guy who's going to, or is at Purdue, I think, but we were robbed. Shocker. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, can we count this gold medal (laughs) victory as a conference championship, please? (laughs) I raise you this stupid conference championship to this gold medal for the next 10 years. <laughs> Gosh, I hope Junior doesn't decide that he wants to win championships. And go somewhere oh, God, else. please. <laughs> if we could have a replica of Terry Bradshaw's Super Bowl trophy in our athletic museum <laughs> thing, we can put a gold medal in there, too. Yeah, no, I bet, dude, it's going in there. You already know. Our trophy <laughs> cases are empty other than that. <laughs> we have more um, trophies. I'm just like letting you know now. If he leaves, I go with him. No, no, no. My fandom yeah, goes with not, him. He's not going. That was honestly like I know we're talking about what what we're excited for for the next this next season, but I guess like my biggest concern is what are the odds? And I know maybe not this year, but in the future that he tries to enter the transfer portal. You know, I, I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because it it depends on any number of factors that it depended on before this, right? Like. Obviously, there are bigger stages he could play college basketball on than at Louisiana Tech. But does he want to go somewhere else and like not be the guy? Because previous people at Tech who have been the guy have gone on to have extremely successful careers. And and yes, I'm putting him right now in the same category as a Paul Millsap or a Carl Malone. Like mm-hmm. he hasn't he had the freshman year to put him in that category. Obviously, he needs more experience and more uh, performance at that level to like truly rise to to the level of those two players but if he stays at tech and does that like he can paul Millsap's still playing now and he was at tech before i was right he's still in the nba right now so and carl malone is obviously one of the best players in nba history so like it's it's not impossible for me to see him saying like you know what i want to be the guy at louisiana tech just as easily as somebody else may say oh he's going to transfer to you know wherever Right. Obviously, it depends on what he wants too, right. I mean, it's ultimately up to him. But I will say um, I have seen comments from his father who says that they are Louisiana Tech through and through. So I'll just put that out there as well to ease concerns that people may have. I mean, he tweeted also during or right after winning the gold saying zero star to gold medalist. I get the sense from him that he's grateful to Louisiana Tech for giving him the shot. And also, he knows he has a place in the starting rotation at Tech. He can transfer to a larger school and be a rotational guy. But being able to play on that stage um, every week, and even not even looking back at past Tech guys, but like current Conference USA people like Charles Bassey at, at Western Kentucky, he's going to be a first-round pick, assuming injuries don't end his yeah. career before it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, Being at a, a mid-major school, and basketball does not mean you're not able to get that first round selection. 
Uh, you probably won't get a first overall. You won't be Zion Williamson um, coming out of Duke, but that can both be a blessing and a curse because like where Zion's at right now. <laughs> but but also, I mean, he's not going to be a number one overall pick even if he goes to Duke, right? If he trans, well, if he went to Duke and balled out the level he's been balling out, yeah, in Latvia, but, then probably but look, also. That's a big F. But would they give him that time to do so? Yeah. yeah. You're crazy, though, if you think that, like, Louisiana Tech's game plan the next three seasons or however many seasons he plays for us is not give him the fucking basketball, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> that. so, so like you're we saying... We literally I mean, write his name on the basketball. Yeah, <laughs> it's his. It's yours. <laughs> I feel like we need to rename this podcast Go Junior, Please Never Leave. Yes. We don't but, have separation anxiety. It's a good yeah, side right? hustle. Um... Yeah, but we can never say what's going to happen in the future. But for now, he's a Louisiana Tech Bulldog, and let's just enjoy that, right? 100%. I mean, I think the thing that I'm most excited for is just seeing him back on the court, like with the team and playing. He has his first year under his belt. And I mean, I don't know if your first year is like arguably your hardest year because you're making that transition from high school to college. And but he, I mean, made that transition so smoothly. Like he made a huge impact on the team. And now that he has this experience under his belt, I'm really excited to see like what he brings to the table this year and like, you know, what impact like he can make on the team as a whole and how far we're going to go. Yeah. I think it's going to be exciting to, like I said, I enjoyed watching him so much and this was just his season. So seeing how, you know, that just progresses even more. Yeah. And, and I think it'll be really interesting to see how, especially our conference opponents try to handle him because they didn't really do it very effectively this past season, but now they've seen him for a, for a season and they've seen him in a conference tournament, you know, how will they adjust and how will junior respond to that? I think is exciting to me as somebody who thinks that he's, you know, a generational talent for our program. Like how is he going to overcome like teams, triple teaming him every single time that he gets the ball inside like and we we already saw some of that last season but like that's going to be that's going to be huge um moving forward is like how can we scheme around that and then also get him the touches that we need um a to enjoy life because he's doing well and doing things we like seeing and b to win basketball games too I come second <laughs> yep yeah i i'm kind of curious to see how the team around him plays. I know this is a Junior Lofton specific podcast, but when you're talking about a guy who at some points you may need to start triple teaming, uh, like we talked about with uh, was it Angela Turner Johnson on the yeah. Where Are They Now podcast. But I mean, the, the whole thing is like, if he's drawing triple teams, how effective can our other guys be? Even if he's just a decoy, if he's a good decoy, Tech can win a lot of basketball games. Yeah, I was going to say that seems like a really good opportunity for other guys to like get that play in or playtime and score at like, you know, if we're going to be using up a team's resources to that, we might as well, you know, exploit that as much as we can. Yeah, but also I want to enjoy myself. So let's get let's get Kenneth Lofton some points, too, because that's that's important to me as well. (laughs) He's going to shoot all the three pointers. Nothing but net. All I want. (laughs) It turns out he's a really good three-pointer. He's just never really tried it before. <laughs> he's oh, natural. wow, yeah. Just slowly it will, it will literally make my year. 
he like looks out in the crowd, finds you, you're the one game that y'all got season tickets to go to, points at you, winks, and then nails a three-pointer. Doesn't even look die at the happy. Basket. I'll be so- <laughs> Just locks eyes with Catherine across the tack. <laughs> Just <laughs> doesn't even look while he shoots, but nothing but net. I feel like y'all won't understand this at all, but there's okay, so I oh, good. is there an anecdote? Yeah, so anecdote. Anecdote. Finally. So there's the show One Tree Hill centered around basketball, and there's a scene literally where one of the one of the like main stars he he's shooting three no he's shooting a free throw it's not a it's not a three pointer but still and he's not even freaking looking at the net and this is what i'm picturing right now in my future happening is like he's just looking (laughs) over at one specific person and he shoots it and like smiles because he knows he's gonna make it (laughs) (laughs) that's all i can think about i think we've got a couple different tweets of the week here that was a great transition and i will not accept any any criticism on it at all it was until you drew attention to the fact that it was a transition um so anyway uh courtney why don't we throw it to you first what is your your vote for tweet of the week here um so my vote which i think is more of a um i don't know second place tweet of the week it's pretty good um is from kevin sweeney at cbb underscore central on twitter um it is accompanied by one of those lovely action shots of junior lofton and it says america sees your seven foot two future top nba draft pick and raises you this thick king all caps (laughs) nice yeah Oh, man. He actually quote tweeted that tweet one hour ago, Courtney, and said only one man can save TGUSA. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, the non-U19, the normal team is playing right now, I believe, and they've struggled a bit lately, and they probably could have used a Kenneth Lofton Jr. Probably. They shouldn't age discriminate. I mean, they could have him. They just chose not to. Well, that was their mistake, clearly. See where, yeah. see, see how far you go with the Kenny Lofton Jr.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Durant, get out of here. Come on. Yeah. Go back anyway, to Oklahoma City, which is the last place I remember you playing for. <laughs> I believe he's in Brooklyn now. I um, believe you. That sounds right. <laughs> thank you for validating me, Nathan. Um, anyway. <laughs> you are seen. Catherine, you've got our other tweet of the week here, right? Yes. Um, tweet is from, oh, thank you for Zooming. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> from Ricky O'Donnell at SBN underscore Ricky. I have no idea who that is, but he's got a blue check mark. So yeah, it's a uh, SB Nation, Nation uh, beat reporter, probably. Again, I'm only here for Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, <laughs> but the tweet is, which I felt this in my soul when I read it. My sense of patriotism begins and ends with rooting for the beefy interior scoring moves of the young Kenny Lofton Jr. in the U19 title match. And I just read it, and I was like, "Yep, this is how I feel." The one that that's the tweet that encompasses how we feel about this entire uh, match. Look, when you know, you know, and that's that, you know, she saw this tweet from across the room and it was just magic. It was love at first sight. And, you know, that's the the tweet made eye contact with her as it took a (laughs) shot from the three point line. Did you guys see Barstool Sports? And I don't like quoting Barstool, but did y'all see their title for their article that they wrote? Uh, I did. What was it, though? Kenneth Lofton Jr., America's very own thick god and hero, just came through to steal France's soul and a gold gold medal. Yeah, and, and, you know, we didn't really talk about all the media coverage that this got 
But it, I guess it was kind of implied by your fears, Courtney, that all this attention may lead to him like going somewhere else. But Oh, I mean, when you type his name in on Twitter, there are people that are like, what do I have to do to convince Kenny Lofton Jr. to come to X school? Like, I saw somebody from Northwestern tweet that. Guessing yeah. the one that's in Illinois, not the one that's in Louisiana, but yeah, I mean, both have about the same chance of getting him. Yeah, why would he go to Northwest? I mean, don't know yeah. anything about any other basketball program besides Tech. Do you want to go to a school that's on the outside of Chicago but likes to pretend like it's in Chicago? Go to Northwestern. Sure. Yeah, that tracks. Um. Yeah, but I. I mean, there's all kinds of articles like you mentioned that Barstool one. There's also one from Uproxx here. I just found randomly titled the u.s beat france in the u19 world cup thanks to new american hero kenneth lofton jr (laughs) so i mean there's stuff like that being written about him and that's just like so cool to see as as a like not to sound like the junior lofton hipsters that we are but like we knew he was cool before everyone else did right all right we knew he was an american treasure yes we knew he was an american treasure we knew he was an american hero yeah and I will um, fight Matt to the death on that one. I'm waiting for my Kenneth Lofton Jr. action figure and like Team Jersey and everything. What about oh, a bobblehead? Yeah. Oh, I would kill for a bobblehead <laughs> junior. <laughs> oh, dude, if there's a Junior Lofton bobblehead night, like, oh man, we're going. I will fly down for Junior Lofton bobblehead <laughs> night. Like, I don't know if they've ever done a bobblehead night. At, I don't at, think so. At, at, but they should. Game, but please. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, this article here from Uproxx that I mentioned, like, talks about him matching up with uh, Wembanyama, Wemby. Um, and it says, Wemby. you know, that Lofton's strength and size was just something no one on the front side, including Wemby, could deal with. Um, so, I, I mean, he he's making a name for himself. And also the I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, but the NIL stuff like. Somebody sponsor this man right now because you're striking while while the iron is hot because like you got all kinds of people writing articles about this guy and you know you want to sponsor for your car dealership or whatever in North Louisiana like hit hit Junior Lofton up that's all I'm saying Here, here's my master name. plan uh, we're gonna launch some merch stuff pretty soon if we sell enough merch stuff we can sponsor Lofton Junior oh maybe we could be like the exclusive like lofton jr like t-shirt jersey sales outlet or something i don't know get him to wear a shirt that says gtp dd and have him explain to everybody what it actually stands for and why it's funny <laughs> look if you guys actually pull off a sponsorship for him we're gonna have to rebrand yep yeah, yeah. Just we'll, go with the, around. we'll go with that please junior please don't leave <laughs> oh junior go, please, please don't please leave. never leave <laughs> please Please never leave us. Oh, God, please don't. Please. Oh, man, the, the acronym just got a, lo- yeah, a, lot, it's a lot longer. longer it's a lot longer now. It's, okay. it's fine. It'll be okay. Worth it. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of the For Now Go Tech Please Untie podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog where this past week I wrote a piece about yeah. a different guy who's been making waves in the tech story front universe, and that's football transfer for quarterback Austin Kendall. TSFCU, the, the tech story front cinematic universe. Sorry. Yes. Uh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Austin Kendall transferred in. We'll talk about football stuff uh, soon enough. Don't don't worry. The offseason is only... What? Junior have his episode. Yes. 
This is this is Junior Lofton's episode. Sorry, Catherine. Don't. Yeah, so I wrote a I wrote a piece about a player to be named later, <laughs> or named previously that you can read about. His name is not Kenneth Lofton Junior, but it's still worth reading. But yeah, again, that's gtpdd.dog. Oh no! Wait, OG. wait a second! Wait a second! It needs to be something along the lines of "Go, Kenny, but don't go too far. Like, don't leave us," sort of thing. You know, like we want him to go, but you can't go away. Go, Kenny, but please also stay. <laughs> yeah. I, I just go want Kenny, the basketball team. Stay. I just I'm want really the basketball kidding. team to like know GTPD like the baseball team did, and then I'll be really happy. Okay, but what like, if they already do, and we just don't have that insider knowledge? That's true. I did not sit by the girlfriend of any of the basketball players. This, this is year, why we so. need season tickets. Hey, again, <laughs> don't write a check. I'm You're here. Not I'm right ready to cash it. If we make money enough money to sponsor Lofton, then uh, we can get to know them pretty well, right? Yeah. Seems right. We can have him do ad reads for our show where he just says... <laughs> After we go, get ads. <laughs> yeah, where he just says, go read the piece we wrote three months ago. Because <laughs> we don't write pieces. <laughs> Anyway, okay, Nathan, you're trying to wrap the show up. Yes. One more time, that blog is gtpdd.dog. <laughs> and until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And I'm Catherine. And go tech, but specifically Lofton, please don't die. And please don't leave. G-T-B-S-L-P-D-D. <laughs>